I think that I was actually selected or targeted at a very early age. Um, I'm guessing that it probably happened starting when I was about three years old, so that would have been in 1950. I think they targeted children who had a lot of potential. They wanted really bright children to experiment on. And the other common thread seems to be the, that the father was connected to the military, as mine had been. My father was a very damaged uh, veteran of World War II, and he was a pedophile, and he was very abusive. Both the American and the Canadian governments via the CIA were conducting mind control experiments on children that started in the 40s and I believe are continuing to this day. And I am a survivor of the experimentation. Welcome to the Conspiracy Therapy Podcast with Ryan, Larry, and Joshua. And today we have a very special fourth man guest, Mr. Marty. Say hello, Marty. Help. Send help. Oh, please. I'm being held against my will, but at least I have a microphone. True. This time. Today, we're going to be talking about MK Ultra. Okay, fellas, so we have to ask ourselves, like we do every episode, did I bathe? On a s- <laughs> no. <laughs> on a scale from one to ten, is government mind control scary? I would say on a scale of one to 73,000 shredded documents, <laughs> how scary is government mind control? That's pretty good. <laughs> but realistically, though, since you're our guest, we'll go with you first. Do okay. You, what, do you, what do you think? Is it... Is it scary to you to think of the government controlling your mind, or do you think of it as like, well, as long as I got tacos, I'm okay? <laughs> well, I... You really want me to jump deep in go, right, go. right off the bat? I don't think the government's trying to control our mind anymore. I think that they got it all Ooh, out anymore. of their system back then. But... Hmm. I think that it shifted into corporations and the private sector, much like food technology evolved from the military in the early days. So that's why food has such a high shelf life now. You can dry it. You can freeze it. You can do anything with it. All that stuff was in the military. Especially make chicken sandwiches. It'll last for, for thousands of years. If we had another Mount Vesuvius eruption and they uncovered the lost city of Cincinnati... They would find a completely intact Big Mac. But that's military technology led to that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think that the government did their research. They got what they wanted to get. And then they sold it or gave it to the private sector. It happens more than you'd think. Hmm. Josh, what do you think? I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. <laughs> is that is that uh, what's your reasoning behind that seven? Can you give any insight? Well, most of the insight will be in this episode, and I'm sure future episodes, but from what I've read, they've done some pretty uh, evil 
stuff to people yeah in the pursuit of mind control and so that's why it's kind of creepy but along with what marty said maybe a lot of it's already been done and so that's why it's not a potential 10 okay larry i give it a zero okay why is that (laughs) why is that larry there is no such thing as government mind control oh no honestly i it's one thing to i guess to believe in it or not but you're asking me to actually rate it i give it a i give it an eight yeah i'm gonna scary i'm gonna follow up on larry's eight with a nine nine point five um sorry i was didn't under i'm new to this show Hi. that's okay i didn't it's realize okay. i had to give it a number and rating. that was marty's last appearance on the show <laughs> i'll it's see myself a- out <laughs> nope nope i'm gonna say 9.5 mostly because in doing the research for this i guess i really didn't quite understand the depths of which this all comes from mm-hmm. this and it, I'm, I'm not really speaking about mk ultra i'm mostly speaking about the pursuit of somebody being the controller and controlling in mass people. And it's been pretty much around for the longest time. In fact, it goes back longer back than you would imagine. (laughs) Um, so, okay, let's, let's start. I'm going to, I'm going to try to give you guys a basic history lesson on how long the government has basically been trying to control people. Still doing the history lessons. Yeah, I know there's, there's always a quiz. Someday. All right. I can kind of sum this up in one sentence, but um, I'll continue to explain. You won't, but I'm sure you could. (laughs) Shortest episode ever. Right. The U.S. General Accounting Office issued a report on September 28th, 1984, which stated that between 1940 and 1974, the Department of Defense and other national security agencies studied thousands of human subjects in tests and experiments involving hazardous substances. There's those S's again. (laughs) So, basically, in that sentence, what you can surmise is that people were given drugs. And Sweet. It's like coming over here. Drugs and or toxic chemicals. Right. There were 134 chemicals, to be exact. Maybe we could make him grow an elbow out of his forehead. Oh, no, no. He's definitely not growing an elbow out no. of his forehead. They're like, this That's one- not an elbow. <laughs> These three can see the future, and this one's going to the circus. Yeah. All right. In June of 1951, a top-secret CIA memo was distributed with the intent of finding scientific methods for controlling the minds of individuals. Testing those methods meant thousands of men and women would have to go through confidential and unbeknownst to them different types of exposure to highly mind-altering drugs with intent on control of the individuals and making them spies or finding a truth serum. And that was really the core of it. They wanted a truth serum. They wanted to be able to take the enemy... Give him something and say like alcohol. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess That's true, similarly. Sam. I mean, you could take him to a pub, load him up with some Guinness, I mean, and probably more- find out something bad that happened to him when he was a kid. <laughs> Can only imagine the things I've said to you, Ryan, when I've been drunk. That's true. I mean, maybe they just wanted to control the truth that they got from people, Ew. as opposed to getting truth in general. Actually, that leads into some stuff later Uh-oh. on. I'll preface this by saying as Prefeth? well, preface. <laughs> 
This is a drinking podcast, by the way, if you haven't found that out yet. I'll preface this by saying as well that in researching this via the web, these are some of my sources, rationalwiki.org, and then the wiki that basically led to um, most of the information that I was able to get get off the internet, um, or that, I'm sorry, Rational Wiki was the wiki that I used to get most of this information along with different... <laughs> MK Ultra documentaries. <laughs> you guys, it's happened. The government has hijacked Ryan's mind. Brian, yep, there it goes. It's become crystal clear to me that the most problematic and dangerous drug dealer on the planet is the United States government. Because, well, if you think about it, though, think about all the people that are on prescription drugs now. I mean, you can't necessarily blame that on the government, but it's not like no, they're it's definitely because of my bad eating habits. Okay, what are you taking for your bad eating habits? It was a heroin. Yeah. My addiction to chicken nuggets can only be stopped by heroin. Said I could lower my blood pressure if I just chilled out, man. <laughs> okay. All right. But that um, only led to more chicken nuggets. It's a vicious cycle, bro. Okay. So, I, as I said, there there's a history to this. In the Middle Ages in 1484, Heinrich Kramer and James Sprengler published a treatise called the Malus Maleficorum. That is not from Harry Potter, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say? It describes ways to manipulate people into confession. In fact, it was used as a cross-examination manual to get false confessions of people to say they were witches at the time. <laughs> Sounds like my Catholic school upbringing. You take three elves' fingers and tickle their gonads. <laughs> He'll tell you anything you want to know. Like I said, tickling the gonads, like my Catholic school upbringing. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you're trying to make people be witches. And people be witches all the time. I know. People be witches all the time. We got our first bumper sticker. <laughs> it was a way to get people to do what they would go against or usually not do. The secret of mind control is to get people to do your bidding, and in that you need sophisticated principles, either of brain control or mind control, to get them to do your bidding. In that way, it was definitely the first manual created to perform mind control. Subsequently, a few centuries later, in 1776, a creation called the Bonquette, made by Franz Mesmer... Ooh! Bonquette! I love Bonquette! In stereo. It's not necessarily the same. Uh, Franz Memmer, that was the man who made the banquet, showcased this at the court of Louis the Sixteenth in France. It was an oak barrel with iron fillings filled to the brim, giving Something off else. an invisible metal charge to which Mesmer says will give people pleasant convulsions. Have you ever had a pleasant convulsion? <laughs> I had one earlier today. It was the world's first vibrator. <laughs> there you go. Nice. Hand powered. Creaky, 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 creaky. In fact. Given this show that Mesmer put on, wow! Some of them who touched <laughs> some of them who touched this barrel collapsed in compulsive fits and fainted. What he discovered there was the power of suggestion. Hmm. The court actually sent a secret report out to the king, and Mesmer was chased out of time. Time, not out of time, because there was no time machines there. He was chased out of town only to die in obscurity. The throne was worried you could overtake men's minds with this effect. Hmm. Mesmer would go on to influence hypnotists in the mid-1800s. By the late 1800s, a French professor... Oh, this is a weird name. <laughs> I'm not going to help you. <laughs> Every time I come across these, across these old, like, old-timey like old names, I'm like, 
Hypolated Bernheim? Hypolated, yeah. <laughs> See, Josh, that's why we printed two of these. <laughs> Wrote a paper about how to implant thoughts into hypnotized patients. Bernheim warns that this could make a false witness in a court of law. Of huh. course, the government saw this as a benefit to the police and intelligence officers, intelligence officers, and the warnings probably procured the one, the wrong the one ears. intelligent officer. <laughs> We've only got one intelligent officer on the force. <laughs> and he's off this week, so come back next week. Actually, he's on vacation. Um, you're going to have to talk to the boring officer or the somewhat confused with... <laughs> the dim-witted officer? We call him Gronk. Can, can we go back to Mesmer for a quick sec? Yeah, go ahead. Me, Gronk. So, I, don't, I didn't see... I, I read ahead a little bit. I didn't see it in there. Uh, but it Everybody's seems got cheat sheets. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm reaching for this here. <laughs> no, go ahead. Do you think that that's where mesmerize came from? Ooh, Ooh. didn't Google that. <laughs> so he looked into Mesmer's eyes, and he fell in love. Um. Okay. So Bernheim warns that this could make a false witness in court of law. Of course, the government saw this as a benefit to the police and intelligence officers. Like I said before, these experiments in hypnosis really continued through to today, and even in religious and mind-altering channels. And as it does, the power of suggestion, which I guess you could kind of define that as like ba da ba ba ba. I'm loving it. Oh, where'd oh, that come from? Exactly. That's that's good. That's a good example, actually. If if you are driving down the street, or down the street, or down the sidewalk, geez, you're doing it wrong, bro. <laughs> if you're driving up onto the sidewalk, you're probably <laughs> drunk. Um, if you're driving down the highway and you see a billboard and it's got a warm, fluffy biscuit on mm-hmm. it, and you look at it and it says, mm, "I'm loving it," yeah. There's a power of suggestion to that, right? Billboards. It's kind of where they come from. Then you open the thing. You're like, what the hell is this slop? (laughs) Right. It looks like a runny booger. It just looks Um, like a used Kleenex. (laughs) These experiments in hypnosis really continued through to today, like I said. And um, the science really came together in the early 20th century, specifically in the 1930s, when a famous professor named George Estabrooks believed that through hypnosis, you can create a super super soldier, which is kind of like Solid Snake or, yeah, ooh, something starring Vin Diesel. Yeah. Triple X. Yeah, that's the one I was looking for. The military listened. Estabrooks can create an intelligence operative. Estabrooks estimated that he can create an intelligence operative that could be hypnotically controlled. The government thought it was crap, but then something (laughs) unique happened in Moscow. See, this being the 1930s. Lots of unique unique things happen in Moscow, powered by vodka. True. The research there from Alexander Luria found that you could implant false memories in people Hmm. and in fact create false emotions. And by creating hypnotic program conflicts, the controller could get the controlled to react the way you would want. I have a lot of memories that I hope were implanted. One of the most intense examples of this was in 1937 when Stalin put his Bolshevik comp- compatriots Bolshevik. on the- Bolshevik, sorry. I call Bolshevik. Thank you. Larry's giving you pronunciation <laughs> pointers. What have we come to? I know. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Anyway, during the Moscow show trials in front of the world, a true showing of mind control, these Bolshevik compatriots (laughs) confessed for their crimes against 
being enemies of the state and asked to be ex- executed. And the U.S. saw this as something quite scary because we thought the Soviets had learned a lot of things that could in turn weaken our concerns. All of this kind of left our focus when World War II came along, but basically it scared us because we realized, oh shit, the Soviets can like influence people's minds and make them do their bidding, and all we have right now is... <laughs> you know, the happy dance or whatever the fucking flappers were up to. It was the, the Cold War. The Cold War was the ultimate neighbor battle where it's like, Mm-mm. oh, the Soviets just got no, a Cadillac. No, 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 I want is, a Cadillac. No, you're, you're speaking a few decades ahead, sir. This, this is, is 37. Before, yeah. I'm sorry. This Cold, is the, Cold War was nigh a dream. warm war. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. had to cool off a little bit before it became the Cold War. It was the history. end of American isolationism when World War II came you along. got through that one. And the beginning of the Office of Strategic Services, or the OSS, eventually to be the CIA. It was founded by World War I hero Wild Bill Donovan, who wanted nothing more. <laughs> Wild Bill wanted nothing more than to have tricks up his sleeve to beat the Germans and the Japanese. And a bottle of whiskey. Pew 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 pew. <laughs> Wild Bill's crazy show. <laughs> pew 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 pew. Ah shit! I shot my dick off. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm going to show you trick shots, juggling, and mind control. Let's go for a moonlight booze run. Oops, I just tucked it between my legs, and now I'm a woman. <laughs> That's the power of suggestion, folks. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so at the time, we needed, we wanted security on our shores. We were scared. Which sounds like today, oddly enough. We're we're a really scared nation all the time. We needed foreign intelligence, and that was the climate. So in 1942, the OSS invests a whooping $5,000, which today would be like $2 billion, into trying to find a truth drug by testing on German POWs. In May 1943, the OSS gives a mobster a spliff, and it turns out he gives up some promising information about the drug trade. (laughs) So that was actually the first. The first government drug test was this. Was actually this. Well, I'm I'm saying in this, in what we're talking about, mind control. Mm, All it took was a joint. Yeah, basically. What a time to be alive. Government's been controlling my it's mind like, for years. I'm just picturing like this New York City mobster walking down the street. Yeah, like, yeah, smoke this spliff here, Shane. <laughs> I, they, I, I can just picture him going, man, I would have done it for a beer. <laughs> Suckers. I gave them all the wrong information. Whatever. Man, Stupid. smoking this cheaper, cheaper, yeah, Shane. Okay. So. Why does the government always have pot? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Even in they the give it, I don't. What the hell's wrong with the scenario? And they still consider that what uh, level one is yeah. that what it's called? It's level one, highly addictive, yeah, and dangerous, and dangerous. Yeah, stupid. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so after they gave this uh, uh, mobster a spliff <laughs> in 1946, the U.S. finds out that during the Nuremberg trials, the concentration camps were fertile grounds for mind testing. And rap music was born. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> gave a monster a split. The first rapster was, was like, like a yo, Jewish conscience. Yo, 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 Turn it up. Turn it up, Shay. Turn it up, she. Turn hey, it hey, up, hey. she. I can't hear the beat. Turn it up in my mic. Okay. <laughs> High on this government shit. 
We got a split oops, from the government. It's a guy, oops, it's a DJ with that turntable, a phonograph, with that, with that, a phonograph with that giant ram's horn attached to it. Drop that Dachau beat. I'll switch Dachau getting down. German prisoners. No, there weren't German prisoners. I'm so Patient fucking... Patient in the Middle East, Nazi scientists were so malicious in their testing on humans, there was an overriding principle created called the Nuremberg Code, which was universally used to ensure that in any event when the government was testing human subjects that they had to volunteer. So basically you couldn't you couldn't perform mind altering or say like sensory deprivation type mm-hmm. tests on people unless they were volunteers. So you had to fill out like three forms of paperwork. Right. It's like going to the DMV. Rather than somebody just walking up and saying, here, drink this. And they give you that. This that looks n- like water. Oh, you have, shit. You have to pull that number like you're at a freaking deli. Yeah. Didn't say what you wanted to volunteer for, though. Oh, you're just volunteering in general. Sign here. Would you like to volunteer for a sandwich? We're giving blowjob tests. You want to try it out? <laughs> yeah. Well, I Next thing I do. I'll take three. Next <laughs> I just imagine people tripping on themselves for a blowjob test. So the CIA starts testing... In the 1950s, with secret code names like Project Bluebird and Project Artichoke, one of the first tests <laughs> being in Japan, in which a suspected double agent for the enemy was given a lovely cocktail of barbiturates. Okay, Obviously, go on. This doesn't adhere to the Nuremberg Code, and that would continue. Sad. Yeah. So, as you're going to see... I, I brought up that we created a law to mm-hmm. stop this sort of thing. Right. And then we totally did not follow it. <laughs> that never happens. Right. Yeah. And search yet, and seizure laws, anybody? And yet we put tons of people in prison every day. We're, we have the highest prison industrial complex in the entire world. It's so. Project Artichoke. You're going to smoke this entire artichoke. Dude, we're being offensive for our safety. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Not offensive like we're offending. We're being offensive. Mm. I know. I'm Proactive. Sorry. Thank you, government, for mm-hmm. keeping us safe. Okay. <clears throat> Sensory deprivation, solitary confinement, and in the doctor in that, that, that. Slap yourself in the back of the head. Maybe the word will come out. Indoctrinization, yes. Are all techniques or known methods used to procure information from POWs overseas and in America? Many times we feared these American POWs would become enemy double agents, a type of Manchurian candidate, if you will. When American POWs were marched through the Chinese province of Manchuria, they experienced amnesia. There were fears that they'd been hypnotized, and the idea would go on to become a famous novel, The Manchurian Candidate, which mm. was published in 1959. Do you, you guys, guys know what that book's about? No. Basically, Manchuria? It's, no, 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 no. It's a, well, that's There's where the term came from. Involved? The, yeah. The, the whole amnesia thing. Who was in the movie? Was it Gregory Peck? Uh, I don't have the information on the movie. I do have on the book, which, okay, so A Manchurian Candidate being a popular book published in 1959 in which the son of a prominent U.S. political family is brainwashed by a communist conspiracy. So, there was a movie, actually there was one in the 90s, and that's the one I keep thinking of with Denzel Washington, which I think is actually a pretty decent movie. He's dreamy. He is dreamy. Okay, Naked Gun 33 and a third. Remember Reggie Jackson? I yes. must kill the queen. Yes. I must kill the queen. Manchurian candidate. Okay. Ooh. That's what that is. He was programmed to have to kill the queen. Derek Zoolander. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I was going to say, even if you're not familiar with the Manchurian Candidate... I you, am familiar with Naked Gun. You've seen... <laughs> you've seen the... Speaking my the, language. The satires of it, for sure. Fear by the CIA and American government is really what created MKUltra. A call to action in which we could infiltrate our enemies... By the way, great rap name, MKUltra. It is. Actually, there's a lot... If you search MKUltra on Spotify, it's just like... I mean, it goes for days. <laughs> There's like a bunch of Mortal Kombat soundtracks from yeah. some Brazilian guy. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> MK Ultra, pointy boots. Luke Get over here. my Mortal Kombat. <laughs> All right. That was fun. Fe- okay, so in which the government decided to uh, shoot. I'm skipping something Shoot, here. shoot people? What? No, 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 oh, no, man. no. That escalated <laughs> quickly. Well, I'll start this over again. Fear by the CIA and American CAA? government. CIA and American government. You know what? I, I figured out why my words get tripped up, because I'm hearing myself in my ears, and I'm like, there's a little bit of a delay. So I'm like, I was thinking that. No. Yeah. That's no. Wrong. Jesus, that the government has gotten to He's Ryan, gotten you guys. <laughs> Boy, I mean, they must have gone low on the totem pole, but they got one. <laughs> I love you, Ryan's gonna cry. (laughs) Sorry, I love you, Ryan. All right, all right, all right. right. In a special way. Fear by the CIA and American government is really what created MKUltra, a call to action in which we could infiltrate our enemies and in which the government decided through Alan Duell's, or I'm sorry, Alan Duell's decided we were in a battle for men's minds. He was actually the um, CIA leader, head dude, whatever. Um, and said we were in a battle for men's minds inside the project into existence. So, as so to leave no stone unturned in the area of mind control, we wanted one up on the Soviets, and that's really what it was. Is it's pretty Cold much War. our story, like for decades. Now I can go back to my uh, what right, were you battle that? metaphor. Yeah, what were you going to say? Even, even kind of today, although. Well, maybe not. No, the Cold War, once the Cold War ended, it was kind of like put under. I think that Russia's trying to start a new Cold War, but it's just like, <laughs> it's gonna Russia, fall flat. come on. Yeah. Come on, dude. You can hack into Hillary Clinton's emails like, all you want. We yeah, have, really. We, you can have it. Yeah. Do it's you all think rubbish that, anyway. Do you think that we should be worried about the so- the Russians still? to the I, Soviets slash Russians. Yes, but that's a conversation for, for, yeah, yeah. for a different reason. Yeah, right. they're they, not a direct they, threat, but they can. They found our weakness, and it's being online and believing stupid shit. <laughs> and they are using that. Hillary Clinton, Clinton, Clinton. Well, <laughs> is an antichrist. There, it's actually. I don't want to skip too far ahead and get too off track, but it has been proven that there are. Don't we do it all the time? <laughs> there, there have been proven Russian trolls that go on the internet. And we'll we'll go into forum discussions to try to inject certain thought patterns into online forums, such mm. as Reddit and things like that. Okay. Okay. I want to um, actually read one of the MKUltra documents that was released, if that's okay. No. No? It's not okay. All right. Episode over. <laughs> Just kidding. It's your show, bro. All right. One 1955 MK Ultra document gives an ind- indication of the size and range of the effort. 
This document refers to the study of an assortment of mind-altering substances described as follows. Number one, substances which... So, God, there's going to be a lot of S's in this. We're used there. to it. Substances which will promote illogical thinking and impulsiveness to the point where the recipient would be discredited in public. So th- these these are all points which they want to basically succeed in. in okay. Okay. Number two, substances which increase the efficiency of mentation and perception. I don't know what mentation mean, but I imagine... Probably something mental? Yeah. Number three, materials which will cause the victim to age faster slash slower in maturity. Alcohol and drugs. Okay. Number four, materials which will promote the intoxicating effect of alcohol. More alcohol? alcohol? Weed. More? Weed, yeah. Or okay. like Vicodin. Or Vicodin. Yeah. Zannies. Things like that that would pop up, make you way more drunk than you. So they could... Zanny and wine, baby. They could drop that into your water, let you have one beer, and all of a sudden you're toast. Toast? Yeah. Man, they're saving me some bucks. <laughs> Number five. Materials which will produce the signs and symptoms of recognized diseases in a reversible way so that they may be used for malingering. Oh, my God. Do you know God. what malingering is? Did you guys see the Hillary Clinton video? Not yes. the, you're talking the one where re, she re, barfs read that into line a cup? again, Ryan. The last one or the whole thing? The one you just read. Materials which will produce the signs and symptoms of recognized diseases in a reversible way so that they may be used for <laughs> malingering. I will ask you again. Did you see the Hillary Clinton video? <laughs> which one, though? No. The one where she was wobbling and just about uh, fell yes. down going into the van? Mm-mm. I wonder if she, I thought if were, somebody gave her a material which will produce the signs and symptoms of recognized diseases. She was. Sick. I thought um, there was a report that came out that she has pneumonia. Oh yeah, yeah, because that's what her doctor said. That's true. Oh no, it was allergies at first. The only doctor that's ever in, looked at her came out and said. Oh, no, it's all right, I thought you were talking that other, I got the dry heaves there because I thought you were talking that other video where she, where she barfs coughs. into her cup and then Ugh! drinks it. That's so gross. That's so, so gross. <laughs> is, her doc- is her doctor Dr. Giggles? <laughs> all right, number six. Materials which will cause temporary slash permanent brain damage and loss of memory. Number seven. Substances which will enhance the ability of individuals to withstand privation torture and coercion during interrogation and so-called brainwashing number eight yeah materials and physical methods which will produce amnesia for events proceeding and during their use yeah baseball (laughs) bat would work nine physical methods of producing shock and confusion over extended periods of time and capable of good old swift kick to the balls Number 10, substances Unexpected which nudity. Pro- <laughs> yeah, that, produce that physical <laughs> disablement, such as paralysis. Paralysis? Paralysis. 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 <laughs> which is what your tongue has. <laughs> <laughs> and acute amnesia, so right. marijuana. Better than an ugly amnesia. Substances which will produce a chemical that can cause blisters. Why would you... <laughs> Fire? I mean, what to cause the blisters, or yeah. why you would cause blisters? I I just don't understand that. I, I mean, to produce a chemical to cause, and that's like right in the middle. Like, yeah. just some guys just brainstorming. At that point. Like, cause blisters. I feel like this is one of those add-ons that was for somebody who's trying to justify their existence and making a list. <laughs> well, this government yeah. work. Now they do True that story. at BuzzFeed. 
<laughs> this article will give you blisters. Um, number Ten 12. reasons the CIA will hate you. Right. Substances, substances, which alter personality structure in such a way that the tendency of the recipient to become dependent upon another person is enhanced. I, a lot of these are alcohol. Yeah. A material, number 13, a material which will cause mental confusion of such a type that the individual under its influence will find it difficult to maintain a fabrication under questioning. Uh, I'll drink I to wonder, that. I wonder if this memo was just a giant joke because everybody in the office was drinking too much. <laughs> Probably. 14. Substances which will lower the ambition and general working efficiency of men when administered in undetectable amounts. We all just keep raising our drink. 15. Substances which promote weakness or distortion of eyesight or hearing faculties, preferably without permanent effects. Hear, hear! Cheers, boys! Yeah. 16. A knockout pill which can surreptitiously be administered in drinks, food, cigarettes, as an arson, aerosol, etc. So the Bill Cosby drug. Right. <laughs> Provide a maximum of amnesia and be suitable for use by agent types of an ad hoc basis. And last but not least, number 17, a material which can be sur- surreptitiously administered by the above routes and which in very small amounts will make it impossible for a person to perform physical activity. And marriage. I mean... <laughs> Honestly, that was last and least. Wow. That one hit hard, Ryan. <laughs> it did. I laughed too hard at that. I'm sorry. I Don't love, let, let, I let your love, wife listen to this one. Yeah, I, hey, Larry, can you clip out a little bit of that laughter? <laughs> hey, I love my wife. Why would anyone need that drug? Government yes. control. Yep. Yep. All right. We'll go through a little bit more, and then I think we're going to be taking a break for a clip. But um, in 1977, we in the U.S. subcommittee, or not us personally, but the U.S. <laughs> subcommittee, the National Commission... I was one. <laughs> I was negative three. I know. I was negative... Fuck, I was negative five. I wasn't even a sperm at that time. <laughs> I was um, a sparkle in someone's eye. Yeah. For, for your sperm donor, donor father. You're I'm a sorry. load in a Kleenex is what you were. <laughs> Daddy! Don't flush me away! All right. In, in 1977, the U.S. Subcommittee, the National Commission for the Protection of Human Subjects in Biomedical and Behavioral Research, fronted by Sen- Senator Edward Kennedy, finally investigated this project and came to find out that... Isn't there- that the guy that, like, drowned a woman by driving I, off I, a bridge? I think that's Ted. I think that's Ed, part of being... Ed? A, I think it's part this of... This is Ed. I think it's part of being a Kennedy. Yeah, you're right. Right. It, it might either- be Ned Kennedy. Ned, Ned Or Fred Kennedy. I'm not sure. <laughs> Fred Kennedy. Fred or the dead Kennedys. Yeah. He was the slow Kennedy. Don't Fred. <laughs> Fight me. I miss my burger gun. <laughs> I really do. I poop poo my pants. I don't like do, being a senator. <laughs> they make I'm, me do the job. I'm president. I'm president. <laughs> The hearing found 16,000 pages unveiled to show the tests happened between 1953 and 1964. The CIA's division responsible for this was the Technical Services Division. They did the testing and were the ones receiving the funding. The Technical Services Division was headed up by Dr. Sidney Gottlieb, the first head of MKUltra. He started the testing with LSD. 
Yeah. In a garden of freedom, baby. <laughs> Sorry. It was a drug little known then, and really the idea of excitement came in thinking that this drug might be key in opening people's minds and receiving their secrets. Huge bad side effect? Yeah. Fish. Yes. True. <laughs> Thanks a lot, government. <laughs> it started possibly in the right way by getting paid student volunteers. So You had to pay them? I'd have done it for free! Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's following Bing. Follow Bing. <laughs> I invented a new word. That's following. That's the where Nuremberg. you follow Bing on Twitter. That's following the Nuremberg code that I brought up earlier. <laughs> so <laughs> these students were paid twenty five dollars at the time, which actually, if you look at the uh, so I could have gotten inflation calendar, high. leads wow. to roughly five thousand dollars. So oh. word got around in Harvard Square. And, no kidding. <laughs> and on top of those Harvard students. Um, this, they, uh, also solicited federal prison, a federal prison hospital in Lexington, Kentucky. By the way, if there's anybody listening, things like, I'm sending my kid to Harvard. He'll never get in the truck. Guess what? Your kid's doing copious amounts of drugs, too. Yeah. He's just smart. Yeah. Smart drugs. Smarter drugs. <laughs> anyway. These people, these prisoners in Lexington, Kentucky, they were picked and told they could receive the drug of their choice. So if you were a heroin addict who went to prison, you were blessed during this time. I'm just saying. (laughs) Blessed in a weird way, I guess. But they were picked and told they could receive the drug of their choice and given pretty much knockout. We're talking hallucinogens straight from the third eye of Gishnu here. Take your order right now. Would you like it? Yeah, I'd take uh, two LSDs, uh, (laughs) marijuana, and uh, some bike then. Yeah, and again, and also, can I? Uh, the kid wants a fifth of pop off and a bag, a uh, pound of weed, please. All right, pull around to the first uh, window there. Oh, 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 wait, and a oh, PCP God. McFlurry. PCP McFlurry. <laughs> okay, so let me get this straight. Two LSDs, a marijuana, a kid's pack, and uh, two LSDs. Did you get the PCP McFlurry? I got a PCP McFlurry. All right. I'm just saying. Your eye, your pupils were so big they basically filled up your eyes. Because we're not talking like Walmart subsidiary, like ibuprofen type stuff, like the knockoff brand. generic. This is the real Maui Wowie stuff. This is like stuff. straight from the penis <laughs> of Gishnu <laughs> Jesus. This is certainly on this Gishnu thing. I know I said that twice. Yeah, I don't even think it's a real thing. It's, it's a fun word to say. Kind of sounds like a sushi to me. From knock Jesus's off. penis, yeah, sushi, knockoff drugs like marijuana <laughs> or MSD. Hey, buddy, I got some Margie Jane. <laughs> Mar- Margie Jane. <laughs> I can't believe it's not cocaine. <laughs> I know, right? It's it's gluten free. Fabio is definitely the spokesperson <laughs> for that product, too. All right, so the testing went on, and eventually they started testing each other. So these doctors, these just people, pranks on each other. are just like, hey, hey, look, Bill's going to go get coffee, but that's not coffee. <laughs> that's a full pot of liquid LSD. <laughs> Let's see what happens. He's going to be shitting out his ear in about two seconds. <laughs> Sorry. Ow, you got what you get me in the ass with. <laughs> Oh, Hank, you're such a prankster! You'll wake up in a week or so. (laughs) They'd even slip doses into each other's coffee. So that's a legit Dude, that's just pranking. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's a fun day at the office. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly you want to listen to all the Beatles albums, frontwards and back. <laughs> Sally looks like a unicorn, radio sounds surreal, and it's pretty cool. Just describe my weekend plans. You call your wife, honey, I can't cloud right now because the, the Vishnu is in the parking ramp. Just a text of all X's. <laughs> You'd think... With OSHA and all the safety first we have, <laughs> that everything would have been fine. Something. But someone did die. Dr. Frank Olson had a bad trip. He lost it, and though he went... <laughs> Weak bitch. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Dr. Frank Olson had a bad trip. He lost it, and though he went over the edge... He went over the edge at a work party. So basically what happened was is they were pranking each other at work. <laughs> and then they had a work party where they also pranked each other. I thought that, that was every day they had Dude, a work party. You know what that's like? That's going to the bar with your work friends and all you do is talk about work. Yeah. It is. But everybody knows that. Except but, you're see, a lot making of times, photographs of your, your photocopies of your asshole. <laughs> I just want everybody that I work with to see pictures of my asshole. Because that'll bring us closer together. Closer together, yeah. Is that considered weird? I'm sorry, Marty. Pin that, you gotta identify them. I mean, that's part of the game. I like it for podcasting. Whose butthole is this? The sad thing is this man took way too much. He took too much, man. Of what? LSD. Really? You can die from too much LSD? Well... You know, like I said, we're not talking about like, here, man, we're mm-hmm. candy flipping at the rave tonight. This is like straight from the donkey's asshole. It's a, one way to take it, I suppose. <laughs> he was doing keg stands on the LSD. <laughs> <laughs> so instead of taking him to a hospital or to see a psychiatrist, they took him to New York and talked to an they Allergist. rolled him to his mom's house and dropped him Just there. Just off, off, rang the bell and took off. Yeah, been there. That's and what we is, did with drug buddies is, yeah. in high yep. school. Yep. So there's an allergist, right? They take him to see him, and it turns <laughs> out he's also an being, allergist. Just yeah. gave him some Benadryl. They take him to see him, and it turns out he's also being funded by the government to test on his patients. So five days later, Frank Olson jumped out of a window of a tenth floor building, and what happened to Doctor Gottlieb? Which he was the guy that was administering all the tests. He's the one that was there at the work party who was like, here, have a whole pot of LSD. Woo! As someone who works in the government, I'm assuming I got a promotion. (gasps) He got did. His funding was increased and he got a promotion. (laughs) And told by his supervisors he was doing a great job. The more things... Nothing's changed. Changed. The more things stay the same. (laughs) This all got expanded to the general public with George White in operation during Midnight Climax. You guys are Midnight Climax. I have heard of Midnight Climax. It's a wonderful film. Uh, Man. The money was was used to get. I was hoping we'd get to Midnight Climax. I love this. Okay, so George White, the doctor was in charge of this whole thing. He used the money that they got from their little promotion there to get rented apartments with the money and coerce prostitutes to give different Johns cocktails of LSD. So they choose to go on to operation. I'm sorry. So the idea was who could you test on with whom wasn't going to tell the police. So the, I, so, so who's going to tell And it's basically like, okay, well, not Mayor Quimby from the Simpsons. He's got a wife. He gets. He goes out to get a prostitute. He goes in his little place. He's not going to go tell the press that he's all fucked up because 
he's in the wrong already, right? So right. it was. It, I to me, it's a sound idea. <laughs> and they watched him behind like two way yes. mirrors. Yes. Yep. So they would dope him. They had people sitting behind two way mirrors uh-huh. that would watch. And then I think wouldn't they try to like get information out of him too, yeah. oh, and yeah. like blackmail oh, yeah. him and shit yeah. like that? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's messed up. So. Those of you following at home, here's the cliff notes. We just went from the government giving a mobster a joint to the government giving prostitutes LSD to give to Johns. Right. That's like, where we're get at. more information and well for generalized testing. Like, are we it was basically for blackmail. Are we, they were testing the power of blackmail. Were right. they uh knowingly taking this or was no. this no, nope. no 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 so like they were they were they weren't with Standing I, the whole Nuremberg Code thing, they yeah. were again testing on unwilling subjects, basically like she putting them in on their her drinks. tongue and then kiss or. Well, no. What 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 I saw from the documentary I watched about this That's specifically the clean version, by the way, of what I came up with. The the girl would offer the man the cocktail and he would take it. I mean, what else are you going to do? You're also so you're, it's in a drink. Yes. Okay. It was offered as a drink. Anyway, so LSD though. They, that wasn't the only drug during these experiments either. Like I said, there were 134 different drugs that they were testing on individuals. Wow. wow. Sounds like my kind of party. <laughs> anyway, um, there are a lot of different operations that happened that that happened basically that spawned off of MK Ultra to begin with. I sometimes feel like they came up with the operation name first and then just threw some cockamamie idea of what that operation would be. You're probably like right. they had came up with this cool operation. They just under Operation Thunderbird. They had a binder of just cool names. names. Yeah. And then they just came up with some weird idea well, to go if, with it. If the death of Frank Olson is any kind of hint towards it, like they they saw that as an experiment. They didn't see it as a life loss. They saw it as like, oh, <laughs> well, a little oh, too much LSD. Check well, this box. <laughs> well, that's what happens if you take that much LSD. Good job. Here's well, the some money. thing with Frank Olson too was they he had um, psychotic tendencies, and they yes. knew that. Yes, but they gave oh. they doped him up anyway. Okay. So they were very much complicit in that suicide. They there, knew what they were doing. There are okay. a lot of side roads you can go down on this on this p- specific topic. Pacific? <laughs> there are so many different people that got abused by this testing. Right. And the clip that I want us to play right now is actually part of that. This is somebody who was tested upon at a very early age and used as one of the subjects in this whole government conspiracy we know as MK Ultra. So here we go. Then I was told by Sid Gottlieb that, quote, I was right for the big A, or meaning artichoke. By the time I left to go home, just like every time from then on, I would remember only whatever explanations Dr. Robert G. Heath at Tulane Medical University gave me for the odd bruises, needle marks, burns on my head, fingers, and even the genital soreness. I had no reason to believe otherwise. They had already begun to control my mind. The next year, I was sent to a lodge in Maryland called Deep Creek Cabins to learn how to sexually please men. I was taught how to coerce them into talking about themselves, and it was, doc- it was uh, Richard Helms, who was Deputy Director of the CIA, Dr. Gottlieb, uh, Captain George White, Morris Allen, who all planned on filming 
as many high government agency officials and heads of academic institutions and foundations as possible, so that later when the fund funding for mind control and radiation started to dwindle, projects would continue. I was used to entrap many unwitting men, including themselves, all with the use of a hidden camera. I was only nine years old when this sexual humiliation began. I overheard conversations about a part of the agency called ORD, which I found out was Office of Research and Development. It was run by Dr. Green, Dr. Stephen Aldrich, Martin Orne, and Morse Allen. Once a crude remark was made by Dr. Gottlieb about a certain possible leak over New Orleans East involving a large group of retarded children who are being given massive doses of radiation. He asked, why was Wilson so worried about a few retarded kids? After all, they would be the least likely to spill the beans. Another time, I heard Dr. Martin Orne, who was the director then of the scientific office and later the head of the Institute for Experimental Research, state that, quote, in order to keep more funding coming from different sources for radiation and mind control projects, he suggested stepping up the amounts of stressors used and also the blackmail portion of the experiments. He said it needed to be done faster than to get rid of the subjects or they were asking for us to come back later and haunt them with our rem remembrances. There's much more I could tell you about government-sponsored research, including project names, sub-project numbers, people involved, facilities used, tests, and other forms of pain induction. But I think I've given more than enough information to recommend further investigation of all the mind control projects, especially as they involve so much use of the radiation. I would love nothing more than to say that I dreamed all this up and need just to forget it. But that would be a tragic mistake. It would also be a lie. All these atrocities did occur to me and to countless other children, and all under the guise of defending our country. It is because of the cumulative effects of exposure to radiation, chemicals, drugs, pain, and subsequent mental and physical distress that I've been robbed of the ability to work and even to bear any children of my own. It is blatantly obvious that none of this was needed, nor should it ever have been allowed to take place at all. And the only means we have to seek out the awful truth and bring it to light is by opening whatever files remain on all the projects and through another presidential commission on mind control. I believe that every citizen of this nation has the right to know just what is fact and what is fiction. It is our greatest protection against the possibility of this ever happening again. In conclusion, I can offer you no more than what I've given you today, the truth. And I thank you for your time. She would later be found dead by suicide by three shots to the back to the of back her head. head. Yeah. <laughs> Sad when those suicides I happen. Know, isn't that crazy? What's really Because, I mean, you me... don't get the uh, first two shots, so you're in pain, and then right, you have to pull that right. the third time. Yeah. Oh. I, mean, gotta... I mean, what's going through your head? Well, I mean, bullets, but still. <laughs> You're on a strict iron diet. <laughs> Damn it, I got both ears. I gotta go for the middle. So, to preface this whole thing a little bit, what 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 really is scary to me is Operation Paperclip, which, do you guys know what that's? Yeah, it's that I, I stupid Marty. thing Microsoft did many years ago to annoy me. <laughs> it just keeps popping up. He's yeah. like, better save your document, Larry. And then you gotta buy a new monitor. They, they had run out of cool names by then. <laughs> Operation Scotch Tape. 
A quick breakdown of Operation Paperclip is basically that the United States Office of Strategic Services, like I said before, the OSS, before it was the CIA, program in which more than 1,500 Germans, primarily scientists, engineers, and technicians, were brought to the U.S. from Nazi Germany for government employment. So the idea of it is like, if we won the war, they're all over there, they could either retreat or we can come grab them before the enemy gets them. Okay. And initially, if you said to me, do you want to take all these supervillains into your country? Or do you want to let them go? I would say, well, fuck them. They're probably going to die because everybody knows about their atrocities. But that's not necessarily the way governments play. Well, and in true American form, they're like, okay, we're only going to take the ones that weren't Nazi sympathizers. And so they got like one and a half scientists. I am not Nazi sympathizer. Yeah. And then they were like, okay, <laughs> let's open it up to Nazi sympathizers too. And the floodgates came and they got like <laughs> 1,500 of in. them. Anyway, so the JIOA, which is the Joint Intelligence Objectives Agency. Um, the goddamn government and their frickin' yeah, initials. Really. Basically, the idea of the paperclip was to deny German scientific expertise and knowledge to the Soviet Union. So they, they didn't want the Soviets to know. They didn't want the UK to know. They didn't want anybody to know. The JIOA's recruitment of German scientists began after the Allied victory in Europe, so after World War II, did not formally order the execution of Operation Paperclip by Harry Truman until August of 1945. Truman's order expressly excluded anyone found to have been a member of the Nazi party, like you said, so Nazi sympathizers. So basically, we got Werner von Braun, Kurt H. DeBose, and Arthur Rudolph. Also the starting infield for the Baltimore Orioles. And (laughs) and Fred Kennedy rolled in there, too. (laughs) I'm here, Tom. No, Fred. I was on vacation. I I miss my brothers. I'm the president. Yes, Fred, you're the president. You're the president of this bouncy ball. Now go... (laughs) Well, give no. us a State of the Union address, Frank. Turn the D! Turn the D! Turn the D! Yes, you're right. The JIOA worked independently <laughs> to circumvent President Truman's anti-Nazi order. So, against Lee, like, like you said, the floodgates opened. And the Allied Potsdam and Yalta agreements, creating false employment and political biographies for the scientists, were made. So, basically, they were given new identities so that people didn't know that they were super villains as controversial as it is it makes sense right well, I mean, we were talking you don't want the soviets to, to take because they would have they would have come in and, and hired them in the same way we hmm. give you vodka show us your yeah. secrets <laughs> we have vodka and betters to offer you have you have arm lamps and you say that you can control mind how do you control mind no, other than no. with the bosom of Fine Russian woman. Show us flying saucer so we can put dash cam on it. <laughs> People are just throwing themselves out in the way of that saucer. <laughs> Trying to get that short settlement. I'm glad you guys got that. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> so anyway, we took the scientists, and that always creeped me out. But it, to, to kind of round it out, the project's operational name of Paperclip was derived from the paperclips used to attach the scientists' new political personnae that was to their Fred- U.S. government scientists' JIOA personnel files. That was Fred Kennedy putting his fingerprint on something finally. <laughs> hey, uh, paperclip name. Hey, President Fred, we have a very important job for you. Yeah, tell, you see tell, these tell. papers? Yep. We need you to put... 
paper clips on them in a very presidential manner. Paper clip, paper clip, paper yes. clip. Yes, Fred, you are the president of paper clips. <laughs> to me, that's kind of like if the Canadians were like, damn it. A, um, a uh, Mark, um, what are we going to call this? Uh, I-, I don't know what to call this abduction. Uh, is what we going to call it an ice cold Labatt? Paper clip, paper clip. La- the Labatt operation? It's Operation Beer Can over here. <laughs> it's yeah, a boot I think, time. I think we should call it Operation Moose, eh? There you go. <laughs> See, of the three of us, that was the best Canadian I think, any uh, of us did. I'd like to, I think we should name it after my grandma Moose. <laughs> I think we should call this Krula for Krulers. I don't know. Yeah, I think we should Shit, call it I'm their bad. Operation Friendship Dairy. Operation Poutine, eh? Yeah. I needed to watch yeah. Strange Brew before yeah. I delved into the I, Canadian I, thing. I, the reason I went into that first accent, because I thought you were doing a New York mobster accent. <laughs> I was totally lost. I didn't realize it was Canadian. You don't come to <laughs> he conspiracy. He witness protection program. Yeah, I'm here for the witness. You know what I'm saying. You don't come to conspiracy therapy for accents. You come for hard-hitting facts, brother. You're coming for a bob head accent and the laughs the experiments continued to canada that was the segue fellas fantastic when the cia recruited scottish psychiatrist donald ewan cameron creator of the psychic driving concept which the cia found particularly interesting Cameron had been hoping to correct schizophrenia by erasing existing memories and reprogramming the psyche. He commuted from Albany, New York to Montreal every week to work at the Allen Memorial Institute of McGill University and was paid $69,000 from 1957 to 1964, which today adds up to $2 billion he also to carry came up out the, MKUltra experiments. He also came up with the idea of putting out fire with gasoline. Yeah, and fixing your car by just pulling out random belts and hoses. <laughs> His driving experiments consisted of putting subjects into drug-induced coma for weeks at a time, up to three months in one case, while playing tape loops of noise or simple repetitive statements. His experiments were typically carried out on patients who had entered the Institute for minor problems such as anxiety, postpartum depression, and many of whom suffered permanently from his actions because nothing knows because nothing cures anxiety like waking up every three months to random noises (laughs) his treatments resulted in victims incontinence amnesia or forgetting how to talk forgetting their parents and thinking their interrogators were their parents his work was inspired and paralleled by the British psychiatrist William Sargent at St. Thomas Hospital, London, and Belmont Hospital. I, I don't get it. This guy's anxiety isn't getting any better. We're, we're better off cutting their wrists and putting leeches on their heads at this right. point. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Let's go back to that early 20th century way of doing medical treatment, yes? During this era, Cameron became known worldwide as the first chairman of the World Psychiatr- Psych- Psychiatric Association. Wow. Oh, great. Cool. That's- Good guy well for as, that. As well as president of the American and Canadian Psychiatric Association. Cameron, and Hitler was put in charge of the UN. Right. Cameron had also been a member of the Nuremberg Medical Tribunal in 1946 <laughs> and 47. <laughs> Naomi Klein argues in her book, The Shock Doctrine, that Cameron's research and his contributions to the MK Ultra Project was actually not about mind control and brainwashing, but about designing a scientifically based system for extracting information from resistant sources. So basically, again, they were still in another way trying to find a truth serum, something that would 
tell you what you wanted to hear. In other words, torture, basically. Writes M. Mc, I'm sorry, W. McCoy about this, basically, that this was horribly bizarre. Um, these experiments were building upon Donald O. Hebb's earlier breakthrough which was laid out the scientific foundation for the CIA's two-stage psychological torture method, which refers to first creating a state of disorientation in the subject, and then second, creating a situation of self-inflicted discomfort in which the disoriented subject can alleviate the pain, their pain by capulating. What's capulating? Capitulating, sorry. Okay, what's that? Capitulating. Capitulating. What's that? Uh, that's putting capital letters into words. I'm just going to say, capitulating. I'll buy it. Cease to resist an op- opponent or an un- unwelcome demand surrender. Oh. Huh. Alright, then. That's a good definition. Thank you. We You're brought so smart, you Marty. You're so smart. You're so pretty, Smarty, too. Marty. It's all in my head, and by in my head, I mean it's my smartphone. <laughs> Finally, in 1973, when the government-wide panic caused by Watergate, with the government-wide panic caused by Watergate, the CIA director, Richard Helms, ordered all MK Ultra files destroyed. Pursuant to this order, most CIA documents regarding the project were destroyed, making a full investigation of MK Ultra impossible. Cache of some 20,000 documents survived Helms' purge as they had been incorrectly stored in a financial records building. That guy... Got promoted, I'm sure. Oh, for sure. It's like, you need to be a supervisor. Just doing my job. Name's Fred. (laughs) Fred, you're the president of documents and fire. (laughs) Yay! I take this position. I want to have a little speech. First, I want to thank Rolos. And second, I want to thank McDonald's. And also Rolos. These documents were fully investigated during the Senate hearings of 1977 and December 1974. So basically, there was a big, big, big. committee hearing about all this. Okay. They found out there had been testing, and it became public knowledge. And it got really, really, really scary. Because, for one, people in the 70s are like, Damn, we got good music. Damn, Led Zeppelin rules. I love weed and LSD. And then it's like, oh, wait, the government's been giving all my friends LSD? Where was I? All my smart friends? And I'm sure the American people reacted like they usually do. Are you ready for some football? (laughs) (laughs) It's Monday Night Football! That's what I'm saying. Like, if you went out, if you tried to pull, like, somebody off the side of the street and tell them, look, man, the government was seriously giving people mind control drugs back in the 40s, they'd be like, what are you, some kind of faggot? Like seriously, <laughs> you'd be telling them the absolute truth. They well, think you're some kind yes, of weird I am, conspiracy. And this is nut. my husband Gary. What does that have to do with it? <laughs> right, exactly. It's legal. Hey, now, man, fucker. I'm setting up it. my fairy tale football lineup right now. <laughs> Don't bother me with that shit, boy. Yeah. So this whole this whole thing created. They say that this could have created the hippies in a way. 
if you think about it. Because you got all these Harvard people who are like, I'm going to get 25 bucks, and then I'm going to take Cindy Lou Who down to the, to the local... Is that a hyphenated last name? Was she married? I Is her last so. name Lou, and she married a man named Who? <laughs> Asian fella. <laughs> Indeed. All right. 1977 United States Senate Report on MKUltra. In 1977, during a hearing held by the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence to look further into MKUltra, Admiral Stansfield Turner, then Director of Central Intelligence, revealed that the CIA had found a set of records consisting of about 20,000 pages, as I said before, that had survived the 1973 destruction orders because they had been stored at a record center not usually used for such documents. <laughs> yeah, so, we, we, we made Fred Kennedy drop them off over there he right. put them in the wrong place these files <laughs> dealt with the financing so much like anything that will finally get its due in court it all has to do with money so the cia investigated itself that we found nothing wrong with us <laughs> like that's that's what i'm trying to it was fred it was my thumb well, look, it's what happens with police shootings now. It's like, we're conducting an internal investigation. We'll get to the bottom of this. Hey, uh, Marty, I know you were the best man at my wedding and all, but did you shoot the guy or what? No, I no, didn't. Okay, place, case closed. He was coming right for me, boss. I it believe was justified. Yeah, nah, I believe. he's got roller skate feet. He <laughs> fell off that bridge on his own. Yeah, with them rolly wheels. On the Senate floor in 1977, Senator Ted Kennedy said the deputy director of the CIA revealed that over 30 universities and institutions were involved in an extensive testing and experimentation program, which included covert drug testing on winning citizens. That's my brother! Hi, Teddy! <laughs> they are at all social levels, high and low, Native Americans and foreign. Several of these tests involved the administration of LSE to unwitting subjects with broke the Nuremberg Code, and they were found in all social situations. At least one death, that of Frank Olson, which we talked about before, Dude. resulted from these activities. So what happened, Ryan? Did they all go to jail? Nope. What? This revelation, re revelation largely derailed efforts by the victims to sue the CIA as the U their U.S. counterparts had and the Canadian government eventually settled out of court for 100000 to each of the 127 victims. Sorry, wow. Gary. None of Dr. Cameron's personal records of his involvement with MKUltra survived since his family oh, destroyed geez. them after his death from a heart attack while mountain climbing. While in shooting himself in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Heart attack while mountain climbing. The public uh -huh. volunteers in college looking for money, soldiers and scientists, thousands were all tested thanks to this program and subsequent beneficiaries of mind control experiments by the U.S. government. MKUltra plays a part in many conspiracy theories due to its nature and the destruction of most records. Wow. So. Yeah. Let's take a quick break. Yes. And we'll come right back and round this sucker out. It's mind control. And we are back, and we're going to try something new for you, ladies and gents. We're going to talk about influence, because God knows this has influenced a lot 
in pop culture. Hmm. And a lot of people that were involved were under <laughs> yeah. the influence. Very true. Very true. So, I first, I would like to talk about some movies. Okay. So, and each one of these movies, in one shape or another, it has influenced. And one of them stuck out to me right away, and that is the Bourne movies. Mm. True. When you think about how the experimentation on a guy to become a soldier and he doesn't remember. Yeah, I I did not put the two and two together mm-hmm. until I saw this. So. Super soldiers. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. I'm uh, super. Uh, there's, of course, also the movie Conspiracy Theory with Patrick Stewart and Mel Gibson. In which J- Jerry, who was played by Mel Gibson, is reported Yells by Dr. Anti-Semitic Jonas. things to people. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Actually, uh, that's a really good movie. It's Julia Roberts is in that, too. You should check it out. Mm. Recommended. Mm. Mm. Now, what's the crux of that movie? There's conspiracies, conspiracies <laughs> man. What's it? Uh, well, Jerry, who's played by Mel Gibson... Now Gibson, see, it doesn't just happen to me. <laughs> no, he was he was doing the per- proper Australian pronunciation. Yeah, Gibson, male Gibson, is <laughs> is a test subject of Doctor Jonas, who's played by Patrick Stewart for MK Ultra. Oh man, good times. Patrick good times. Stewart's like I'm a doctor, not a mechanic. <laughs> Mister Sulu, report to the poop deck. And here's a movie that I've never seen, but it's called The Killing Room. Mm. And it's the whole foundation is MK Ultra. Oh, wow. Also, recently with uh, Stranger Things on Netflix, a similar uh, a little girl was experimented on by the CIA. And yeah, it turns out they actually, when there's a scene where they're going through all the. the Cop is going through the microfiche and reading yeah. all these MK Ultra articles. Yeah. So they kind of um, hit you over the head with an MK Ultra hammer in that show. Right. But they, I enjoyed it. That was and great. They, they've also touched base on that in a lot of popular TV shows, such as Bones. Uh, it's been in Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Called, it was in the episode The Things We Bury. Great documentary. That's what I hear. Uh, and then unsurprisingly it was also an archer so if you've never seen that it's the whole thing's a spoof on my sister-in-law's sister does the animation for archer no way yeah the more you know Mm -hmm. that's awesome because i love that show and if you've never seen it it's basically a spoof of like 007 but anyways yeah not surprising, it's in Archer. Uh, and, of course, the X-Files. Exactly. I was wondering if you were going to mention that, but... Oh, yeah. Uh, in music... Oh, sweet, it's not an alien episode. That's what I always <laughs> did. In music, it's been... Uh, and Ryan had mentioned it's all over the place. Uh, mm-hmm. Muse has done a song called MK Ultra On the Resistance, yep. Uh, the Flaming Lips touched base on it on Look, the Sun is Rising. Um. Yeah. So musically, it's all over. Oh, the place. my favorite one is the Dead Kennedys. I am the Owl, which isn't technically MK Ultra. It's more about government surveillance. But there's the line 
um, about the reporter getting too close and they fill him full of LSD and turn him loose on the freeway. And nice. that just reeks of MK Ultra shit. Also, Ken Kessie, author of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, volunteered for MK Ultra while he was working, or not working, a student at Stanford University. So it wasn't just Harvard, it was Stanford! You know who another prominent volunteer for MK Ultra was? <gasps> None other than the Unabomber himself, Mr. Theodore Ted Kaczynski! Stinky! Nice. That was his name, right? Smells like milk, Stinky Kaczynski. L- lives in a shack and shits in the backyard and wipes his ass with poison ivy. Not to be confused <laughs> with his brother, Fred Kaczynski. <laughs> Although he was rocking hoodies before they were cool. It's true. True. Cool. Damn, that's pretty awesome. My favorite part of this (laughs) (laughs) will definitely be talking about the games it has has influenced over time. All right, games. Hit me. Outlast. It's a horror game. It has multiple, multiple uh, references to MK Ultra throughout the game. Uh, Call of Duty Black Ops. Uh, it has uh, protagonist Alex Mason, who, who is turned from into a Soviet sleeper agent with orders to assassinate <laughs> President Kennedy. Not I just Fred. I never played that map. <laughs> I thought that. Wait. I thought. I, I thought. That, I thought that had something to do with my mom's a whore and I'm a fag. Map th- and Doritos. I. Th- thought that game had something to do with African-American cops. No, that's Carl of Duty. (laughs) (laughs) Where you play Carl Winslow as a policeman. Did I do that? (laughs) And most of all, my favorite, one of my favorite game series of all time. Final Fantasy! (laughs) (laughs) I wish. No. Uh, the chocobos are on drugs. <laughs> if you're seeing a chocobo right now, you are definitely taking the strain of marijuana called MK Ultra. Oh, Lord. But it's Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear oh, Solid is, is what Snake? I was tr- hmm. well, reaching Snake! for here. See, I, I love games, too. And you guys have seen like those escape rooms? Well, they're starting to do like a new MK Ultra themed thing with there where they they tell you a secret mm-hmm. and then they put you in a room with a doctor and they feed you full of LSD and the whole goal is to not give up the secret it's super hmm. fun it's a puzzle interesting right? yeah i like this game no but the doctor's your wife so that's true yeah that's so like i said before ken kessie the guy that made one flew over the cuckoo's nest his experience while under the influence of LSD inspired him to promote the drug outside of the context of the M- Ultra experiments, which influenced the early development of hippie culture. So you could say the government created hippies, and the hippies don't like the government. And the government doesn't like the hippies, man. I mean, you look at Nixon, and mm-hmm. he but the hippies made good music, played a big part in dividing and conquering them. Well, that's thanks for filling us in on that. We should we should continue to do that because I I do think that. Whether we're covering werewolves or vampires, everything is influenced specifically by the dark side. And this was a very dark topic, fellas. As you can tell by the tone of the podcast. Well, especially, well, we well, laugh at fear and darkness. Okay. Well, I will. I I'll I'll throw some scary stuff oh, out oh, there. Oh 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 oh. Okay. So 
we know for a fact that MK Ultra existed. Right. That's yep. indisputable. Yeah, there's I mean, there, evidence everywhere. There is evidence everywhere, like you said. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't know how far it went. We don't know what happened. Or if it's still going on. We know very little. Well, the thing is, I'm sure it's not still going on. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that they got what they needed to get out of it, and that's the okay. scariest part to me. I think you're right. And I think that they got a lot better at keeping secrets. So the the thing you got to ask yourself is, what are they doing now? Mm. I mean, think about it. In 1938 or 1943, what regular Joe could fathom LSD in general, let mm-hmm. alone that the government was feeding it to random people right. trying to make mind control drugs? So what are they doing now? Especially Ooh. young streetwise... Al Capone style mobster guy handed a spliff from a government agent thinking, Ooh, what explain hipsters? What are they handing <laughs> that dude now? I'm just saying like, it's, it's yeah. scary. Probably like some sort of weird reptilian cocaine. It's possible. Well, with all the events that happen in Florida, Pro-cane? people eating faces, who's to say that's not manufactured by the government. Hmm, bath salts. And so maybe this guy, maybe Mr. Michael Hastings. Remember hmm. Michael Hastings? The journalist? name sounds familiar. The guy that got uh he he wrote for Rolling Stone and exposed oh, oh, yeah. exposed the general. The general oh, yeah, 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 who yeah. then resigned mm-hmm. and was working on a new government expose. <gasps> And then crashed his tree or crashed his car into a a car. Yes, he crashed. I hate that. Basically, because I think there was more left of the tree than there was of the car. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's my Chevy Maple. There was no skid marks, people. He disintegrated. Was a Ford Oak. Was he about to blow the lid off? Probably of something that the government is doing Could be. now. Probably blow the that Tupperware lid off straight to the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Guys, in retros in retrospect, no one that lost would've... their job. You know what we missed? Yeah, that's that's the crazy thing. Brian, we missed the obvious, the Mazda Leaf. <laughs> was sitting right there. <laughs> I think it's the Nissan Leaf. Dr. Arguing semantics at this point. <laughs> Dr. Gottlieb thought of himself to the end in his death in 1999 as a patriot. The guy that administered all those LSD tests. Well, to be well. fair, I mean, he kind of was the ultimate patriot. And if he message, was willing to keep those secrets for yeah. that long. and Right. He didn't pull a Snowden and say, hey, here's all the info. Right. I'm going to Sweden. Is Snowden holding on to some crazy shit? Probably. He's probably one of the few patriots that we have. To be honest, in my opinion, yeah. got a snow wind to hold him. Oh, God. <laughs> snow wind to fold him. <laughs> Quick, Ryan, save this podcast. All right, sorry. <laughs> snow wind to walk away. Too late. The CIA it's done. and other offices of the government con- was, was left to continue and do it because the research was good. And we can tell that they do continue with this research today, whether it's MKUltra or some sort of other government program. But the question to me is, if they're not following the Nuremberg Code, right, and they're just doing this kind of willy-nilly. Like their parties? Their office parties? Like their office parties. (laughs) 
with coffee pots full of LSD. I do want to get invited no, to kidding. one of those. Mine just has a weak-ass potluck. Do we, do we think... Where it's 20 people bring Swedish meatballs. Here's 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 the verdict. How did we get that? How many of us right now think that drug testing through the government to unsuspecting individuals is continuing? That's the only verdict I could think of mm-hmm. to round this out. I'll start and say, yes, I do think it's still happening. And I think it's happening in the government sector and the private sector because the snake oil oh, the sure. snake oil salesmen of today are the guys that are like try this new muscle powder it works it's verified <laughs> by nobody tanks unlimited the magazine from uruguay side I mean, effects may include bloody diarrhea bleeding right. from the eyeballs anal leakage or jumping out of a third story building <laughs> well <laughs> here's times. the thing all those supplements they can they cannot be regulated by the fda no, they right. they aren't regulated by the they could be but well, yeah, they don't yeah. they're not so they can sell you arsenic it's all about um, mind well, control lobbying folks but what You're i right. think what what i think is um i do think that the government is experimenting with drugs on knowing or not knowing subjects mm-hmm. but i don't think they're drugs that we know about right i, I yes. think Smarty. i think they know everything there is to know about all the drugs that we know about mm-hmm but right. they, yeah, I think they might have some crazy shit up their sleeves that they're well. Give it to me, man. People. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take fine. what was it five thousand today's equivalent of five grand to try drugs. Count me in, Josh. What do you say? I think that they still are doing some kind of testing. Whether it's with drugs, I couldn't say because. I think that, like we said in the beginning, most of that's out of their system. So they might, but I think they've maybe moved on to bigger and better things. What it is, I don't know. But the private sector, for sure, I feel, is still doing testing on us. Oh, it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a unanimous yes, it's happening. Prisoners, for sure. Oh, yeah. Especially in this country. What do you think's going down in Guantanamo? Oh, I don't know. There's no oversight. I wouldn't know anything about that that. place. I mean, what do you think? Slash, I was nothing. (laughs) I don't want to get into it today, but yes, I I do know a few things about that. Anyway, um, so there's testing pretty much worldwide Mm -hmm. in all the governments. Ryan, are you really from Ecuador? (laughs) See... (laughs) Let's Sorry. go around and finish this out with a batch of plugs, fellas, for what we've been up to and what we're involved in. I come from the EFIS podcast. It's a silly <laughs> baseball podcast. Me too. You're on every podcast. I know. <laughs> so what happens when you own the equipment? They have to include you. It's true. You can check us out at EFISpodcast.com and you can find all of our episodes there. Let's see. So I'm part of conspiracy. I mean, dang it. <laughs> Uh, no, so by now I'm thinking that these maybe have started. Wait, they have by now. Yes. They yeah. have. We're okay, there. look, we're in October do- right now. All right, Josh and I do a wrestling history podcast called the Potty Slam. P O D Y S L A M. Save your stupid toilet humor for someone else. Cool. Well, I'll check it out. And and this is all under the Beer City Media flagship. So, if you want to find this show, 
you're going to want to email us at conspiracytherapyshow at gmail.com. And you got please, it right. <laughs> I did. Please send us a message if you've got an idea or if you, you know, just want to answer us to answer a question on on the show we'd be happy to read it on the show or off either way also you can find us on twitter at conspiracy t show he got it right and i'm at ryan.harrig if you want to tweet me i do tweet and larry you're at larry underscore ga underscore ga correct oh he's He's on on a fire tonight and that's about it, ladies and gentlemen. That's MK Ultra. There could be a part two to this, but I think if anything, we'll maybe we'll dive into certain projects or get into a little bit more with different tests that were administered. I can't wait to to, to give you a big kiss when I see you, whoever you are. So what's up with, with Halloween? Since oh, we're, yeah. we're like changing we're up We're in form. the midst of it. Since we're confusing our listeners with how we release these things. I know. Well... <laughs> At it's the conspiracy. time, we, we were a little overwhelmed because we thought we were going to be doing multiple different things. But as it as it stands, I think we might be evolving into a weekly show, which I <sighs> would I love to do. Now I got to do another <laughs> announcement. No. no, 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 no. So for the month of October, we will have weekly episodes, which you can download and share and love and like on Facebook and share with your friends. And that's what I hope you do because that's the only way this whole thing functions. Didn't I just hear... Of small podcasts about how you guys were going every two weeks. I know. <laughs> I had to scramble to put that thing together, too, by the way. Anyway, yeah. we'll see you next time on another episode of the Conspiracy Therapy Podcast. Bye bye. This episode is brought to you by the letter A. A is for alcohol. This has been a presentation of Beer City Media.